The Spur of the Moment podcast is proudly presented by Shane Daigie, Realtor of Always Here Properties. Selling your home, buying your home, first-time buyers, investors, and seasoned home buyers. Call or text 512-540-1626, and I'll be glad to help with all of your real estate needs. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Spur of the Moment podcast. I'm your host, Shane Daigie. And I'm your co-host, Drew Daigie. Welcome to episode 152 of Spur of the Moment. Yes, and this is our 2023 awards episode coming straight to you from the Simonator Studios in the heart of Texas. We have a lot to get to, a lot of awards to hand out, and put this season, close the book on this one, the Spurs Finished out with a record of 22-60 and 60 overall. That was good. Tied for the second worst in the NBA. Top three draft pick in hand. Um, this year we're going to be picking number one through seven at the beginning of the draft, depending on how the lottery goes. Um, then our next pick is going to be number 32, which is actually the second pick of the second round, which is not a bad pick at all. I mean, you think about one of the top 32 players in the world are going to be coming to San Antonio and, you know, one of the top seven players in the world. And then we also have the number 44 pick overall. So just going to kind of touch on that for the draft, but now it's time to get to our awards for the season. Number one award, and I'll recap, our 2022 winner of this award was Josh Primo, who obviously is no longer with us, um, but we're going to do the Rookie of the Year award. Drew, who is your Rookie of the Year for the Spur of the Moment podcast. Yeah, so my outstanding rookie of the year was Jeremy Sohan, the ninth pick, who just, I think he won this award because he averaged 11 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, and 45% from the field. M- mid-season, he was perfect. He was really putting up a lot of points and just really performing well. In terms of rookies, he was 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6th in points, and he just did everything. Malachi Branham had a case because he played a little bit more games. He was a better shooter, but I think I'm going to have to go with Jeremy Sohan because of the skill and the passion that Sohan has. Yeah, no, I I love that about Sohan, too. He was also my pick for the Rookie of the Year. I mean, the 11 points per game was, was awesome. The defensive presence that he brings was awesome. The 5.3 rebounds a game. But the one thing that really stood out to me was the development of his free throw shot. And everybody should know what I'm talking about if you watch him play the game. But he became the one-armed bandit. And that was one of his social media posts. But it was kind of simultaneous with his development as a rookie is once he went to the one-armed free throw, everything else in his game got better and better. And his shot got better. And he scored more. And he just brought more to the table. But... Jeremy Sohan is fixing to be a bona fide superstar in this league um, as a defender, as a scorer, as a passer, as a rebounder. Made one of the ESPN had him ranked as one of the top five dunks of the season. Uh, his one over Sabonis for the Kings, and just I think Jeremy Sohan is a very worthy Spur of the Moment Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. I got to say Malachi Branham had a case too, like you said. But both of these guys, ladies and gentlemen, 19 years old, and we're about to bring on another 19-year-old here in a month and a half. So really you can see the development and the growth and what the future is going to hold for your Spurs. 
All right, let's get to uh, the most improved player of the year. The most improved player, who did you have, Drew? Who won it last year? Do we, did we do yeah, Oh, yeah, no, good question. So last year we actually had a tie for the most improved player of the year. In 2022, it was Devin Vassell and Keldon Johnson. So they were both the most improved player. Um, well, let's see what 2023 has to bring. Yeah, so for my most improved player of the 2023, Zach is Zach Collins who had a really good year, a roller coaster of a year. He's finished with 11 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, while shooting 51% from the field. But most of that came in the second half of the season once we got rid of Yacomperdle. And I was sure he was very happy for that news because he had 26 starts and he took advantage of every single start. Towards the end of the year, he was also getting a lot of blocks. So Zach Collins, a well-deserved, most improved player. That's his career high in points a career high in rebounds, and a career high in assists. So, well-deserved. Yeah, for sure. And you're starting to see, I really like that pick, Drew. I, I debated long and hard on him and Trey Jones, but, uh, you know, he was a top-ten pick, ladies and gentlemen, out of Gonzaga. Only 25. Yeah, he's young. And what did you think about the uh, Popovich vote of confidence that hey, said, hey, he did enough to this season? To be the starter next year. Yeah. And, I mean, guys, you know – we're going to be bringing in a, a starter. Yes. <laughs> so the fact that he's giving that confidence to that, that means somebody's going to be a bench player for us because of what Zach Collins did. And he didn't back down from nobody. So I really like that pick, Drew. Mine is going to be, you know, and it's kind of interesting because this guy really was our, our only true point guard we had. Uh, Trey Jones, Triple Double Jones, as I just coined that yes. nickname. But uh, he started getting some triple doubles as the year went on. He was the team leader in assists. He had 6.6 .6 assists per game. Uh, Trey also averaged 12.9 points per game. And sometimes he would get some rebounds, and 3.6 for a guard is, is really good. But he was also uh, the team leader in steals. He had 1.3 steals a game, so... Uh, Trey Jones really, I thought, had a great year. A low turnover ratio, too. So he was definitely my most improved player. And uh, I think Trey Jones has a role for the Spurs team in the future. I don't know where it's going to be. He may be the starting point guard with a 7-4 guy to toss it to or maybe a backup point guard, but definitely a serviceable one and, and just a great attitude guy and great in the community. So Trey Jones was my most improved player. All right, let's get to our MVP award. This was our most valuable player of the season. Last year, I mean, it should be no surprise, 2022 winner was DeJounte Murray. Mm -hmm. um, but this year, it's obviously going to be a different winner. So, Drew, who was your MVP for the 2022-2023 Spurs season? Yeah, so I thought this award was pretty easy for me personally. Just because players were injured, I mean, it could have been Jakob Pertl if he stayed the whole year, or Devin Vassell if he wasn't injured. But I'm going to go with Keldon Johnson, who really had a great year. He literally had to carry this team a lot. He was literally the only star most of the time. Keldon Johnson put up 22 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, while shooting 45% from each game. He played, he started 63 games, not as good of a 3-point shooter, but Keldon Johnson is my MVP. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought up the three-point deal because <clears throat> that was one thing he improved on quite a bit last year. And, you know, you were expecting that. And then early this year, he did it. But as the year went on and as he had to shoulder more to more of the burden, 
he didn't hit, he wasn't quite as successful on his threes, but what he did do, or from what I observed and saw, was he created more. He started creating more shots. He, get, he he attacked the basket a lot more. And when it wasn't hitting, he went to other components of his game. And to me, so that that's obviously, you know, his three-point percentage went down, but how he played went up, in my opinion. He was also my MVP. Keldon Johnson, the 22 points a game, big-time role, especially helping carrying the Spurs this year. I don't know if he's going to be a 22-point game scorer again because they're going to have to share the wealth a little more next year. But uh, he definitely this year shouldered the burden for the Spurs and was a deserving Spur of the moment MVP. Unanimous because we both had him, Keldon Johnson. So, all right, now we're going to go to the best individual performance. So that was the best game by an individual player. And back in uh, 2022... The uh, best individual performance I had was uh, the Kata Bates-Diop game the last night that the uh, Staples Center was called that before it was the Crypto.com Arena. But Drew had... The Celtics one, I believe, right? No. No way. You didn't. You actually... And this is... I wanted to bring this one up because that Celtics one was up there for you. Um, but his game, individual performance last year, was DeJounte Murray... Against the Atlanta Hawks. We had 32, 15, and 10. Yep, yep. And Drew remembers that because at the time we had no idea that DeJounte Murray wasn't going to be a part of the Spurs anymore. And guess who he goes to? Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta Hawks. So that was uh, the 2022 individual performances of the year. Let's get to the 2023 season. Best individual performance. So who'd you have and what game was this? Yeah, so the player that I chose was Jeremy Sohan. Remember, there's a lot of games. You're not going to be able to pick the perfect one. But for me, I think I chose the right one. When Jeremy Sohan put up 29 points, 11 rebounds, with 2 assists against the Magic while he shot 11 and 19 from the field. He just put up a lot of highlights that game. That was one of his last games of the year. He put a he threw it off the backboard and dunked it. I oh, thought yeah. that was a great play. Yeah, just a was. great game from Jeremy Sohan. You could have also chose the one against the Suns, but I'm going to choose the Magic one where we ended up winning that one, 132 to 114. Who was your best game of the season overall? Yeah, so I'm going to dial back January 17th. Um, this performance by Keldon Johnson was his career high. He had 36 points, and we ended a five-game losing streak as we beat the Brooklyn Nets 106-98. to And uh, that game, Keldon was just – he was phenomenal. And uh, I, I think his 36 points speak for itself. Uh, he had 11 rebounds also. So it was a double-double, 36-11. and 11. So that, for me, was the best individual performance uh, by a player this year, and I was happy to give Keldon that. And I also liked, you know, Keldon, That's kind of leads to why he was MVP. He was the stopper. Whenever we had a losing streak, you can almost see Keldon Johnson having a big game to end that losing streak. So that was my best individual performance. Now we're going to move on to the best overall team game. And last year we had a lot of them, so I'm not going to recap that from the previous season. Um, but, Drew, who was your best overall team game, and uh, when was that? Yeah, so there was a lot to choose from because we beat, like, five of the best teams this year, which yeah. was surprising. We beat the Nuggets, the Bucks, the 76ers, and more. But the team that I chose was the win against the Denver Nuggets, a really huge win. I thought we were not going to win this game. I thought it was going to be a blowout. The spread was 
like 13 or something like that. But the Spurs won 128 to 120. The the leading scorer for this game was Keldon Johnson, who had 23 points and eight rebounds and six assists. We had Doug McDermott with 20 points, Trey Jones with 14 points and eight assists, and Jeremy Sohan with 19 points and eight rebounds, shooting nine of 16 from the field. We even overcame a Jokic. 37-point triple-double. That's what I liked the most about that game. The Nuggets played well, but we played better. Definitely my best game of the year for the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, I know. That's awesome. They, uh, ooh, beating the Denver Nuggets with Nikola Jokic, that, it just doesn't get any better than yeah. that. That was, you know, your number one team in the Western Conference and the Spurs did work. All right. Well, for my best overall team game, I'm going to dial back to February 28th, 2023, and this one was very, very, very important for a lot of reasons. That win, the Spurs won 102-94 to in Utah over the Jazz. That was the end of the Spurs and Greg Popovich's longest losing streak in his tenure as head coach for the past 20-whatever, 28 years, 27 years, whatever it is. But that was the end of the 16-game losing streak. During this losing streak, you could see the draft pick status coming a lot clearer for the Spurs. But that was also our only win in the month of February. Um, your leading scorer that night, no surprise, Keldon Johnson had 25 points ending that. And uh, Keldon's quote after the game said, We fought the same fight. We stayed together as a group and good things happened. So I like that for him. Kelvin Lev with 25. Dougie McBuckets chipped in 19 points and was 5 of 9 from three-point land. Jeremy Sohan chipped in with 13 points. And Devontae Graham, who was a rather new addition at that time, had 12 points. So that was the best overall team game for the 2022-2023 season. And uh, it was also nice beating Will Hardy, a former Spurs assistant for the uh, Utah Jazz. And... uh, Anyway, Greg Popovich, after that game, said, man, they played 48 minutes. It obviously wasn't perfect. It never is. But watching them give that effort for 48 minutes was very satisfying. So that was a great win in a season that we didn't have a lot of wins. And, uh, you know, that's uh, the playoffs are still going on, so a lot of stuff's happening. And that brings Drew and I to one of our favorite segments because a lot of our stuff is going to be generated toward the lottery and uh, the draft picks after this episode. But let's touch on our NBA Finals prediction. And Drew, you want to talk about your prediction last year? Yeah, so last year I had the perfect prediction. I had the Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics both making it to the Finals. But guess what? I didn't pick the right team. I thought the Celtics were going to win it. But they had a chance, but they didn't um, come through with it. But I did have the right team, so maybe I'll need to take notes from me. But you want to go first on your finals prediction. Yeah, I'll go first. So it's going to be maybe no surprise to to anybody. And I, I know their best player is hurt. But the Milwaukee Bucks, led by Giannis Antetokounmpo, I think they're going to be in the finals this year. I don't think the Celtics, are they, they have what it takes to, to knock them off. I know he's injured in the series that he's playing in currently, but I think they're going to rest him. They're going to clinch that out, and he's going to be able to get healthy and clutch in time for the Bucks. To but they're m- down 2-1. I, 
they're going to pull it back. Mm-hmm. Mark, mark it. That's that's my prediction. It's easy to beat town 2-1 when you don't have one of the world's best players on your team. But uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I'm going to still stick with the, my pick of the Bucks going to the championship. And I think they're going to play, and this may be no surprise to anybody either, but I think the Phoenix Suns are just – they just have too much star power to not get to the finals. And I think that is going to be a great matchup with the Bucks and the Suns. And out of that matchup, I'm going to go ahead and take the team that uh, I think is going to play. Just they, They're just tough to stop. I think the Phoenix Suns are going to walk away with it this year. So I think the Suns over the Bucks in the NBA Finals. Is that different or the same for you? Well, yes. I agree with the Bucks. I think they're going to make it. I think Giannis comes back next game and they'll win the next um, four. They'll win the next three and win in six. So I think Giannis will be fine. I think the Bucks will be fine and make it to the finals. But yes, I had the Suns originally, but I've been thinking about it in my brain a little bit, Uh-oh. and I'm going to change it to the Golden State Warriors again. Whoa, hot take! I think that the Golden State Warriors are going to face off against the Bucks. I just like the Warriors. I think Steph Curry is just not going to get stopped. I think the Suns have a terrible bench. They only have start power, and they don't run their offense very well. If that's one thing I've learned, the Warriors run their offense a lot better. So give me the Warriors to beat the Suns in the series that they play. But I'm going to go with the Suns versus, I mean, the Warriors versus the Bucks, and I'm going to take the Bucks in seven-game series. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it first here. Revisit this after the finals in June. In the meantime, on the Spur of the Moment podcast, you've got our takes. We're going to come back for a lottery episode after the Spurs draft the lottery balls. That's going to be on May 16th, and that's the the lottery. We're either going to have it that night or the day after, depending on Drew's uh, baseball schedule. I think he has a game the night of the lottery, so we're probably going to do the episode the night after, if I remember correctly. Um, But that lottery... And what's going to be a very pivotal day in San Antonio Spurs franchise history is going to be on May 16th. And that's the last pivotal day of the summer before the next pivotal day, which will be on the draft in June. So we're going to come back to you for the draft lottery episode. That gives us a few weeks away from the spur of the moment. And you guys will be back with you, no doubt. It's going to be actually the episode will drop on Wednesday, May 17th. So we'll be the day after. Pardon me? Oh, well, it may be. I'm glad you said that, Drew. Um, We're going to be at the Alamo Dome watching the Red Hot Chili Peppers that night. So it'll be on May 18th. We're going to do the lottery recap episode, and we'll kind of talk about where we are. But I know we'll be talking about it the whole trip there to to San Antonio. So that'll, that'll be that. I don't know. We may end up if the game's not too far we may end up dropping that episode on the night of the lottery yeah we might we'll see we'll see where it is and what time we get back because i know we're going to be excited and eager to see what happens there drew do you have any closing thoughts for this spurs 2022-2023 campaign just thoughts about the season thoughts about the direction of the san antonio spurs yeah i hope it's better next year i think we'll win about a couple more games but i don't really have more thoughts we'll be back for the lottery yeah well it's been a great season for the spurs for what the goal was and we know what the goal was to get a top pick in the draft Although Vic Webb and Yama's not guaranteed, 
nor is Scoot Henderson, nor is Brandon Miller, nor is Amon Thompson. Those guys aren't aren't all guaranteed. The Spurs will come out of one of the deepest draft in recent memory with a big-time player for the, your, your San Antonio Spurs. So we're going to find that out here in the next coming months and uh, move forward. And as always, the Spurs the Spur of the Moment podcast will be there with you. Drew, would you take us home, please? Yes. Thank you, thank you everybody, for listening. And as always, go Spurs, go!